Hot potato, hot potato, hot potato, hot potato, 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 potato. It's time now for another pinball profile. I'm your host Jeff Teolis. You can find our, you know where you can find us. Do I have to go through this? No, not when I have a special guest today, and he is special. We're going way over to Australia right now. Our good friend Marty Robbins from Head to Head Pinball. Really, the strength of the show, as we've seen over the last few weeks, although you've kept it together, my friend. You've done very, very well. Yeah, I'm doing my best. Thank you, Jeff, and thank you very much for having me on. Is it hard without your partner? I mean, I know a lot of us have certainly missed Pinside Petey. (laughs) Absolutely. I miss Petey. Petey is really now the backbone of the show. Forget Ryan. Forget me. We don't need to be on. Petey is oh, yeah, the Ryan. one to keep yeah. together. Yeah. Do you remember him? I think. I think <laughs> I do. But uh, anyway, giggled a lot. No, that was you. No, I don't. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Junk a lot. Uh, I'll cut that. No, that's also not him. Well, you know, the one thing about Ryan is he's certainly into competitions, and you kind of got him into that. He just kind of fell into it. But everyone does as they get into IFPA, and you've always been playing. But it's so funny because you and I are talking today because we are two noobs Going to a foreign land this week. We're going to Texas. We are indeed, yeah. The Texas Pinball Festival. Somebody told me, I don't know where I heard it, that you were going, so I thought I should reach out to you. I want to know what to do there because I've never been, you've never been. Have you looked at the agenda? You're a competition player, but you're not going to be playing in the competition. No, and so what's really good about that is that I'll actually get to go to the, the seminars. And, you know, it, it's it's good for those people that aren't going. I think a lot of them are going to be, you know, either captured either on, you know, social media or pay, people will post them up later. And, you know, I've got the full, I guess, two and a half days really because it's Friday night and then Saturday and Sunday just to actually experience these seminars. And, you know, whenever I've gone to the big shows, um, I've always just been focused on the tournament. And as much as we obviously love tournaments, you do kind of feel a little bit chained to the tournaments because particularly if they're like a pump and dump, you've just got to get as many games as possible. But you need to watch the action to see where you are. So you don't get to see everything else. And I'm really looking forward to the everything else. And you know, we've got seminars with, with Steve Ritchie, right? Now, I've always said that Steve Ritchie is my favorite designer. He still is. You know, let's put Star Wars aside. And I've never met him. So I'm just really excited to be in a room, Steve Ritchie, hearing what he's got to say. And, you know, let, let's see what comes from that. I've mentioned recently, I've come around to Star Wars. I'm not saying it's my favorite, but I'm now that I understand it, and you and I are almost identical because when it comes to rules, we are the last people <laughs> playing pinball yes. to figure out rules. But I've been playing it a lot at uh, a free location, so I've really started to learn the rules a little bit, and I get it a little bit more. So I wonder if that'll happen to you. It actually has started happening. There still is for me, the big disconnect is it's a flow layout with stop-start rules. That's that's something you've really got to get used to because, you know, like with Steve Ritchie, it's like probably the previously the most complicated machine he had was Game of Thrones. But even with Game of Thrones, choose your house, you know what you've got to do, flow, flow, flow. With this, you've got to choose what you do with your, your character and then whatever sort of bonus you want to put on. But then you've got to stop, move your multipliers, hit the shot, stop, move your multipliers. 
that takes a lot of getting used to. But once you do, then the game really opens up. So I'm, I'm kind of warming to it as well. But you'll get to play that and so many different games too. So it's not like you're not going to be playing pinball. You're going to see the shows. And from what I hear, what, 400 plus games at yeah. Texas Pinball Festival? Yeah. yeah. And, and some unique machines that you and I probably have never played before. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And I always gravitate to machines that I've never played. I have played, not when it, well, not EMs, but pretty much solid states onwards. I've played almost all of them that have been in Australia. So I always look for machines that I've never played or have played maybe only a couple of times. So that with that many machines there, and I've looked at the list, um, you can actually go to the Texas Pinball Festival website and look at the game list. And I've, of course, I've got a spreadsheet with all the machines, and I've literally highlighted all the ones that I want to I want to say that I haven't played. You made a spreadsheet. Yeah, of course I of did. Of course you did. Yeah. You had to. I'm a manager. That's what I do, right? <laughs> Spreadsheets, graphs, charts, the whole thing. You're paid by Excel, aren't you? I pretty much am. Excel and Pin Stadium, apparently. Yes, that's true. Now, here are some of the things. Let's go through some of the highlights. The events at Texas Pinball Festival. So you're going to be arriving Friday night. Friday night, 5 o'clock. The festival opens at 6 o'clock. We've got trivia with our friend Jonathan Houston of Pinball Magazine. Plus, the other Martin from Pinball News will be there. So I'm looking forward to that. That's at the Embassy Suites Cypress Lounge. Then as far as the seminars, we're going to, I mean, bang, bang, bang here. Jersey Jack at 7 o'clock. Do you think maybe, perhaps, we'll get a taste of what's to come for their next game? I I really am. Now, I, I know that, you know, recently you've sort of, and a few people have talked about the fact that, you're, you know, we're not really all about rumors and, and speculation. Obviously, head-to-head is all about, you know, rumors and speculation. That's how we've been able to do it for 83 episodes. But the rumor really is that he will be revealing Willy Wonka. And I've not seen all the leaked images. Apparently, there are leaked images, and I'm not even seeking them. I, I want to be surprised when it gets announced. I want that full announce experience. So hopefully that happens. That will be something at eight o'clock coin op carnival about the publication. It's been on actually a few of the podcasts, but it's a pretty exciting book about EM pinball arcades and the people involved. So what I really like about this book really is first of all, it's real. You know, it's not like the other ones like the the Kickstarters and the pre order model. It's <laughs> it's done. It's there and it's on a, you know, a, a, an era of machines that there's really not a lot of information and certainly not in one compendium, if you will. That's at 8 o'clock in the seminar room on Friday night. 9 o'clock, Steve Ritchie holds court. It's always great to hear the king. And I cannot imagine that he will leak or do anything about his next game, which is apparently next on the line for Stern. I don't think he needs to. He's just got such a great history. He's a good storyteller. I don't know if he needs to do that. And it just doesn't seem to be the Stern way. I could be wrong, but I really don't think we'll hear what the next title is. Yeah, agreed. On Saturday, another full day of amazing events, the Swap Meet. Now, I don't know what that's going to be like, but I kind of want to check it out. I don't don't know whether I'm going to be able to bring a pinball machine back on my in, in my suitcase but um, but mods maybe some yeah. interesting give you some ideas yeah who knows a, a lot of people have actually um because you probably know that the shipping from north america to australia is usually the same price as the item that's being shipped over so people have been putting a lot of requests in for me i'm, I'm practically a courier bringing a lot of stuff <laughs> back so yeah i might see some stuff there as well game room opens up at 10 o'clock haggis pinball now 
I think I saw a clip of Ryan maybe flipping something. Is that possible? Did I see that correctly? Yeah, there is a picture of Ryan has flipped one of the two machines that they're, they're in development. And that uh, that session with Haggis Pimble will be a Q&A session, and I'll be the person asking the questions. That's very, very cool. It is cool. Are you nervous? It's a big crowd. Look, I'm not. I'm not nervous. I'm going to pretty much wing it. Like when, when I don't even know whether we're going well to catch up. Well done. Good preparation. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Because and also I, you know, I've had the invitation to come over and and see it and flip it, but I don't want to because I want my questions to be genuine that I don't know the answers to. Some would say that's lazy research. Some would say that's <laughs> just an honest opinion. I, you say take that's your pick. profile way, but. I would hey, say that. This is a well-prepared show. What are you talking about? We have several notes. <laughs> we, have, we have several notes. I don't notes. have any of them, but yeah. Okay. Well, uh, P3 Multimorphic, you got to expect them to be in Texas. I've heard you talk about it. I am a massive fan of the P3 system. My friend Ian Harrower has one. Lexi Lightspeed, I think it's great. Some of the other games are certainly fun. I like the baseball game. What are your thoughts on P3 and, and that technology? Uh, yeah, so I did recently uh, stream and play the Cosmic Kart Racing, and, and I also believe that they're going to actually have uh, four Cosmic Kart Racings there all networked up so people can actually play against each other. That's really cool. And the nature of that particular game, it, I sort of said on, on Head to Head, it's not your standard rule set. It's pretty much like a Mario Kart where the shots that you make is your accelerators and then you get power-ups that can either boost your speed or can attack other players. Four-player, side-by-side, it it will be like the ultimate party setup. I think that is that mode's best feature, the linking of the the machines. I don't know how that'll play as a standalone. I've heard some people say it's certainly more fun when there's other people. It only makes sense. But how many people have four machines no, back to back to back? But to that's back? right. But but when you're playing four players on the one machine, you know each person plays in turn. So you are competing against those other people, but it's not at the same time in real time. For sure. You think of those big race car games that you see that all the video game companies come out with. That's fun. The adrenaline there when you can actually see the car you're competing against us, your buddy beside you. You know, that that's interesting. It would work with pinball. It would. Have, have you been in a heads-up tournament? I was just in one last weekend in Chicago. Yeah, I find that extremely fun. Yeah, that's what I think it'll be like, is that, you know, you can look over your shoulder and you can see where everybody is. And so that gives you some adrenaline. So I'm, I'm assuming that's how it's going to be. At 3 o'clock on Saturday, Making the Monsters, John Borg, Christopher Franchi, a recent guest of Pinball Profile, Dwight Sullivan, and Jerry Thompson. You're getting the who's who of that great new Stern machine and a chance to see the different versions of the game. So that'll be a very popular seminar at 3. Are you going to check that out? That is an absolute certain for me. Have you got your monsters yet? No. Uh, I actually did uh, uh, message our distributor here. It, we always said that it was going to be the end of March, and it's still due for end of March. So I'll actually be in America when it arrives, but I'll, I'll wait until I come back to get it. Now, the last time you received an LE <laughs> and you were in America, mm-hmm. Ryan picked it up, and he put his DNA all over it, and you had to get rid of it because it just wasn't the same as you opening the box. I do get that. I'm, I'm making fun of you here, but I actually understood what you were saying. It's There's no real connection because I just got a new game and I know exactly what you're talking about. It's only you who's been on it or you had that first flip. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, yeah, he, he also gave me a bit of flack for it as well. But um, I've spoken to a lot of people that agree. And, you know, you just want that special moment when, you know, these machines aren't cheap. And as you know, in Australia, they're probably about a 20 to 30% premium on what you'd pay in North America. You want it to be a special occasion when it arrives. When my wife, Anne, and I were at the Stern factory in Chicago last week, Zach Sharp gave us a tour and he showed us all the different countries and all the different machines and how they were all boxed up. And of course, different specs for how the power works on the machines. And I'm not kidding you. I, he wouldn't let me take a picture. I said, can I please take this picture for Marty? A picture of a Munsters LE with the Australia label in a box. So I know it's ready to go. Yeah, that, that could have been my actual machine. It could have been saw. yours. Yeah, it could have been. I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be great. The Three Rings of Circus Maximus at four o'clock. Have you played Circus? Yes, the Pinball Circus at uh, the Pinball Hall of Fame. Is that the one? Yes. The Python Angelo, you know, vertical... Novelty game? It's a fun game, but it had very limited rules. So once you get up the top and you defeat it, it's like, okay... Fine, good, very inventive, looks amazing. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what they're doing. And, and, and what I've heard is that they put that aside really because probably the demand's not quite there and then they're working on Kingpin. So, yeah, so they put that aside and so now they're working on Kingpin, which, you know, I believe there would be a lot more demand for. It's a, it's a better flipping game. So that's probably what we're going to see more about. I really enjoy Kingpin. I hope they are working on that because that is a fun game. They had that at Free Play Florida. I'd never played it before. You want to talk about great flow and Mark Ritchie? Mmm, loved it a lot. So that will be at 4 o'clock. We'll see that. American Pinball at 5 o'clock with the revamped Oktoberfest. You've streamed it before on Melbourne Silverball League. I really, really enjoyed the game. I only played it at Expo, so it was only one of the first three off the line, if you will. They've done some changes. I'm looking forward to see how that side ramp works. The scoop being able to not reject. So I really like the layout of that game. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, I, I do. And when I streamed it, the, the, the first thing that was really apparent was, first of all, American Pinball have now created their own feel. The flipper feel, the way the rubbers bounce, they, they've stamped their own style on, on how Pinball Machine feels. The, the layout of Oktoberfest is absolutely spectacular. Um, I'm really looking forward to... Um, how the those changes have been made because yeah that left you know the side ramp was uh, a bit challenging and I got a lot of rejects from the scoop they've they've fixed those um, but I also will be streaming from Texas Pinball Festival um, with American Pinball Oktoberfest the latest production so I believe that's going to be uh, Friday night about eleven o'clock six o'clock on Saturday a live pinball tutorial from Spooky Pinball's Alice Cooper and Bowen Karens showing you how it's done. That's a game. I think I actually played that with you at Pinburg. It was right beside Thunderbirds. We said, see you later. We went and played Alice Cooper. <laughs> we did. And that was a fun game. I only got the one. There was a lineup. I only played it once, but I liked it. I played it twice. I, I also liked it. It has a fairly unconventional layout, which I guess, you know, recent Spookies are, are known for. And um, what I saw I liked the the art looks great. There's a bit of flow. The rules were pretty early, and you know, with with Bowen now at the helm, we can expect some good good coding. 
Now, here's the question I want to ask you. There's an autograph session at 7. I'm sure you'll be swamped the whole time you're there. But at 8 o'clock on Saturday night, Jeff Patterson and Zach and Greg have done so much work to put together the Twippy Awards. And we're going to see a lot of people's favorites, a lot of great categories. They had over 2,000 votes in this. So there's certainly a lot of interest there. And the reason I'm asking you, Marty, Marty, last year, even with a short period of time, head-to-head pinball, rightfully, as they should this year as well, was nominated for Best Podcast. I wonder if this is going to be the year for head-to-head pinball. I hope it is. But the other question is, if and when you win that award, are you going to treat the award like you did the award you won at the Trash Talkers in (laughs) Pinburg and never even took it home with you to Australia? Look, Look, come on. In my defense, the trophy for the Trash Talk Invitational was a metal garbage bin. It was a garbage bin that didn't fit in my bag, my, my baggage. So I wasn't going to be able to bring that back. But Disrespectful, I tell you. Well, no. In, in my defense as well, you know, let's not forget that the, the prize money that I got for uh, for winning that went to Beyond Blue, a, um, you know, an, like a – uh, a support service for people suffering from depression. So that, I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but that was the trophy alone, right? That's what it was. All yes, about. yes. You can't even let me take a shot at you. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I might not have won. And you actually single-handedly beat me in that trash talker. So on behalf say. of Slam Tilt and everybody else you beat, uh, I just thought I'd put in a <laughs> shot. But yes, you donated to charity once again, Marty. I'm the hero. Yeah, I was yep, impressed. Okay. Well, no, it was pretty cool, actually. No, it was, it was, so, that was probably one of the biggest highlights of Pinberg was just having so much fun with all the podcasters that, you know, we, we speak to, we message, we email regularly, but to meet all those people in one location was just awesome. But going back to your, your serious question-ish, you know what, if, if we sort of get nominated again, honestly, that's going to be all I'm going to be happy about. If we win, I will be absolutely over the moon. I love uh, this week in pinball and what you know Jeff and Zach and everybody are doing. So um, we'll be there and we'll have some fun. They've put in a lot of work. I think it's going to be a big show, and I will be there as long as I'm not uh, tied up with the classics uh, or the other tournament because that was the only reason I wasn't going to Texas. I wasn't in the tournament. Luckily, got in through the wait list. Oh. I would like to show my I would like to show my support uh, for Jeff Patterson and everything he does. I think it's very clear. Jeff knows how I feel about this week in pinball and the efforts that he puts in forty plus hours on top of his regular yeah. job. This is his way of promoting good things in pinball. So. I will lend my support to that. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Sunday, things wrap up a little bit. There's a lot of best of awards for all the great vendors, and there's just so many. I mean, that's going to be, forget the seminars, the vendors just trying to get to all the different vendors. There's a lot going on there. Every big company is there. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I also want to be able to meet these people that, you know, it's their livelihood. It's what they do is produce these machines and not just machines, but mods and, you know, other accessories and, and all that kind of stuff and, and parts, you know, all those people, they're the ones that also put into this as well. Have you ever been to Chicago Expo before? No, I haven't. So so is this the biggest show you've ever been to? But yeah, biggest pinball show, absolutely, for sure. You hesitated there. Were you thinking like Pinberg just because of the size of it and the number of players? That's honestly what I was thinking because Pinberg, obviously, it is more about the tournament. There's obviously the, the vendors and then there's the free play area. But I – and there were some seminars, but this one really is the first one where I feel it's 
it's all about showcasing pinball, it not just being the festival. I imagine, like Pinberg, one of the great things is just seeing people, especially you, who doesn't come to North America very frequently, seeing all these people that talk to all the time, but you never get a chance to actually see, your time is going to be divided by so many different people. It's kind of exciting, but you know, it's going to be go, 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 go for you, I would imagine. Yeah, look, it, it absolutely is. There's obviously, I've got podcast duties. I want to actually play, but I also want to meet people that I have messaged or, or you know been chatting with ever since we've done the, the podcast. And there's there's actually been a lot of people that have reached out saying, you know, let's go for a drink. I, I actually feel that I'm going to come away with more than a dozen bottles of gin. <laughs> I do. Like everyone's telling me, you know, what sort of gin do you like? I'm like, oh, please, I, I can't bring this back into the country. So I might just have to drink it while I'm there. Oh, my. I when do you go back? Um, so I actually go to Utah after Texas Pinball Festival. I've got some work um, to do in Utah. So, And then after that, so I'm, I'm really away for a week and a half. I know you got your ticket to Pinburg again this year, which was kind of up in the air because of the Brisbane Masters also happening around that time. So it was a decision for you, which one do I do? And obviously you had so much fun at Pinburg last year. You went with that. Well, that, that's, that was really it. I just, I, I had sort of, you know, leading up to tickets going on sale for Pinburg, had almost just resigned myself to the fact that I was going to go to Brisbane Masters because I've not been to the Brisbane Masters before. And this is actually going to be over 10 days. There's 10 days of pinball events leading up to the main tournament. But I kind of just started getting excited almost like 24 hours before the tickets got on sale because I was just remembering how big, how epic Pinburg was and you know, how there were some people that I got I got to speak to, but because it was the tournament, you only got to speak to them 30 seconds here, five minutes there. I just wanted to go back and continue some of the conversations that had to get stopped when we got called to the next session. So uh, Pinburg is going to happen, but I'm also going to try to get to the last three days of the Brisbane Masters as well, which, as you'd know, is now a Stern Pro Circuit event. So that's great. 10 days of events. Correct. I think that's unreal. I mean, I am attracted to that, but the other side is... I'm going to Australia. Do I want to spend 10 days playing pinball and not see your beautiful country? I couldn't do it. Well, but that's what's good about having events over 10 days. Yeah, is you're right. You can yeah. pick and choose which night you want to do. It's not like you've got you know qualifying that goes for nine days and then the finals on the last 10th day. The temptation, Marty. It's all right there. All those whoppers. Well, uh, this is it. This is why you know Brisbane Masters are making this into such a massive event is because – you know, we want people from overseas to see it as an attractive event. We we had some people come over. Uh, I think there was three people from uh, North America that were at the Australian Championship Series recently. Let's get more people just so you can see how how friendly and how welcoming and um, you know how awesome the the tournament scene is in Australia. I'm looking forward to that next January February when I come your neck of the woods and I know your former partner in crime there, or your on hiatus in jail, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Ryan is setting up a ginger a-hole tournament or whatever he's calling it. <laughs> that's the first I've heard of it, but that's awesome. Oh, that's the nicest way of saying it. And it's not even that word, um, yeah, okay, but got it. it's going to be a lot of fun. So I said, look, I'll come. We'll make sure we spend some time in Melbourne. There's got to be at least one tournament just so we can have some fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the likes of 
your great Australian neighbors there, good people like yourself, Ryan, Stacy Borg. I'm looking forward to seeing Andrew and all these people we've got to know through your great podcast. It sounds like, you know, whenever I'm around a bunch of Australians, I always have a good time. I was on a cruise once. There were 2,100 of us, 700 from Australia. One of the best times of my life. Yeah. This is what we've said, and this is why, you know, the, the head-to-head podcast, whilst we do talk about serious things and we report on the news, we're just there to have a laugh. And, and that's what you'll find about Australians is we like a laugh and we like to drink. That's what you get. But, you know, you're, you're coming over to Australia, and I don't know whether you, have you been to Australia before? I have not been to Australia. That's why I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So you've probably got some expectations or preconceived ideas of what Australia is going to be. I've now been to America, I think probably four times in the last couple of years, but I've never been to Texas and I'm, I don't know what to expect. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the show's going to be the show and I've got some sort of idea what it's going to be, but I don't know what Texas is going to be like. Is it, is it going to be big giant cowboy hats? Is that what it is? I hope you wear one. Uh, But no, you won't see that. You'll see a few, but listen, I've been there a few times. The things I like about Texas, this actually stood out to me big time. The first time I was in Texas, like right now, just before we recorded, I had to go grab something at the the drugstore or get some gas or something like that. I don't get all dolled up to do that. When I was in Texas, I was like, wow, every person here is like dolled up to the nines. I was wondering like if they kick you out of the state, if you're ugly by the age of 10, I was like, wow, I'm a goblin here. Like everyone was just all (laughs) made up. And I was like, whoa, that's what I noticed the first time I was in Texas. The other thing too, the food. Oh, yes. If you like Tex-Mex, you're going to love that. I love Tex-Mex and I love sort of, you know, smoky meats like brisket and pulled pork, all that kind of stuff. Well, that's that's a whole nother ball game their barbecue is spectacular yeah. and i know there's some people in the states that will rant and rave about in and out burger especially the people from california I but i'm telling you in and out burger do me a favor mark sure. try the texas special known as whataburger i am a whataburger guy whataburger is there you go Hopefully, there's one near the convention center we can walk or or drive there. Okay, so here's an interesting thing. When you said before, you know, Texas, you go to a drugstore or you go and get some gas. If you said you were going to a – you wanted to know what a drugstore was in in Australia, people would think that you're after drugs. (laughs) And if you say gas, people think it's like, you know, air gas. We call it petrol and we call it a chemist here. You call a garbage dumpster a bin too. There's <laughs> little cha- there's little changes. I, I'm starting to understand that, but uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, I know. But that's that's the kind of adjustment that I need to make in in America. And the first time I was there, I, I would go to a, a food venue or whatever, and I would ask for what I think was a normal word, and people would just look at me blankly because you know a, a soda. Ask for a soda. I don't know what we don't call soda here. Soda. It's pop. I know. I call it a pop. And every time I ask for a pop, they're like, what, you need your father? I'm like, no. Okay, a Coke, (laughs) a Diet Pepsi, something. I know. So Soda. um, So, yeah, so look, I'm looking forward to it. I think the the day after TPF, I I fly out the following, I think, probably Monday night. So I'm I'm curious to be able to, to go into Dallas and see what that's all about as well. Well, here's the thing, and I'm certainly very, very sensitive to what's been happening in the news. On Sunday night, my flight right now is a Boeing 737. Mm. That's not going to happen, I'm pretty sure, by Sunday. So I'm waiting to see what the change is. I'm supposed to fly back to Toronto and then fly out on Wednesday to Vegas. Well, if that flight gets canceled, 
this guy is going from Texas to Vegas. Honey, I'll see you in a week. Well, how are you going to get there? Are you going to drive? No, no. Well, no, I'll fly. I'll I'll skip the flight. I'll make arrangements and, and skip the going back and forth. Yeah, this okay. is about a four-hour flight. I might as well just go to Vegas for an extra two days. Yeah. Yeah, fair Think enough. Think that'll fly? <laughs> mm, don't know. You'll have a great time, though. I will do nothing but work. I'll have my laptop. I'll. It'll be business as usual during yeah. the day. Yeah. We'll see. Fingers crossed. (laughs) I'm excited. I know you're excited too. I didn't think this was going to be happening. You had this on the calendar for quite some time though, didn't you? That is correct. Yeah. And and I had been messaging you, I would say probably once a month. I mean, we we talk obviously all the time over over Messenger, but um, you know, I think it was probably once a month. It's like, status check, are you coming to TPF? And you were sort of like, oh no. And I just had resigned my fact to the fact that you just weren't going to come. And then you said you were, and I got really excited. I thank Colin McAlpine. I mean, I was on the wait list, and I think I started off at 30th, maybe 27th, and it just kind of, I got up there. And I'm almost embarrassed to say I wasn't going to go if I wasn't in the tournament, but it's just so frustrating for somebody like me because it is such a big tournament, and I've heard such great things about it. It would just, to me personally, be such a tease to be there and not get a chance to play. That aside, I've been to big shows. I went to Expo in October, and I had a great time checking everything out. So now that I'm in the tournament, I'm like, I got to make sure I've got time to check everything out because it is the biggest show. Ed Vanderveen has done a wonderful job in his entire staff to put this together. Look at all the machines. Look at all the people that go. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, look, and and really the decider was for me was obviously Ryan went to the festival last year and he's just constantly talked about it fondly and, and how much of a great experience he had. So, you know, why wouldn't I want to do it? Sounds good. Now, I did hear one other thing that you mentioned on Head to Head. It was a few shows ago. You said your goal was to go to America maybe twice a year, timing it obviously with work and whatnot. You've got that business in Utah to do, but you were saying, so this year you were thinking maybe Texas and Pinburg, but next year switching it up and maybe doing Indisc and Expo. That is absolutely spot on uh, because I would like to do a, a big tournament and a big show, not the both. And you know, I, I've sort of said that I, I still think for me, Indisc is my favourite tournament, even though, you know, obviously I've been to Pimburg. Um, but there's just something about the, the really cool sort of indie festival vibe that, that Indisc has. But last year when I went to Indisc and I was in the tournament and, you know, I got into the B finals, which I was really excited about, they, they besides the, the tournament hall, the other major hall had you know three four hundred plus machines i didn't even go into that room once and that's kind of disappointing because there are so many machines that i just wanted to play some rare ones so i don't want to now go to a festival where there's a tournament i want to be able to to experience the festival side so indisc will be my tournament next year and expo will be my show What I liked about Expo when I went in October was I got my tournament fix in, doing a bunch of classics, doing the main. The main was also limited as well, which I really like about Texas. I much prefer those to pump and dumps nowadays. I I think it's just such a grind, especially if it's more than two days as some tournaments are. It's just enough is enough. I'd, I'd rather just, here, let me pay more so that I can do other things. But Expo, what they had was this wonderful games room. In fact, 24 hours and there were homebrews there and everything else. So I got to do everything Everything I wanted except sleep. 
But that's the thing. You just kept going and going and going, right? It's just, that's what I'm hoping I'll get to do at Texas as well. Yeah, and, and obviously that's going to be my my aim as well because obviously I'm flying around the from the other side of the world. I think it's probably about 21, 22 hours that I'll be flying and I'm only there for three days. I want to maximize every opportunity that I have over there. So um, I will be going as long as I can. Now, we've mentioned four shows here. This year, you've got Pinburg, you've got Texas Pinball Festival. In 2020, you're going to do Expo and Indisc. But you, I know you don't remember this, but we actually first met at Papa years ago. So I know you've been to that as well. That is correct. Am I remembering that correct? That is actually where we met for the very first time. That's right. When Jordan Treadaway won B Division. Yeah, I'm lying because you remember it and I don't. But... um... (laughs) Well, I do because you were, you were there to interview Jordan. I was just the guy that was standing next to him. Um, but you know, Papa's another one as well. That that was a just a phenomenal tournament, and I, I remember and I I knew who you were through Pinball Profile, so I, I saw you sort of you know hovering around, and I know that you spent a lot of time in the classics tournaments as well, and you did actually quite well that that year that I was there. But what's really interesting about Papa is you've got all these you know divisions where you've got your qualifying. And people just congregate and just talk and talk and talk. That is the spirit of Papa. See, now that is one thing. I, I talked about the pump and dumps, but with the great software, whether it's Carl's, whether it's Match Play, whether it's what Papa uses, the great software in the queuing system gives you that time to, okay, I've got probably 20 minutes here. Yes. Maybe I can talk. To, that I really... Yeah, absolutely. And we used um, Carl D'Angelo's uh, Never Drains tournament software for... Uh, the flip out the Melbourne Silver Ball tournament that we did at Flip Out uh, last year, and a it, it is phenomenal software, and as an administrator, it is so easy to use. But it was just this great feedback that we got from everybody, and it was the first time we'd run something like that in Australia, and we just got so much good feedback about the fact that people could queue themselves, but also know where they needed to be, and again congregate and talk about pinball. That's what's awesome about pinball. So imagine this, 2020, you're thinking you're going to do Expo and Indisc. What if Papa comes back? What, does that change things a little bit? Yeah, yeah, it really does because um, there was just something special about Papa. Just, it's it's unique. But as we said, Pinberg is great, but you know, you've got a thousand competitors there. It, It has its own look and feel. Papa has its own look and feel. I'd be curious to know what it's going to be like in a new facility. Um, But yeah, there's just something really special about Papa. So I assume if you're doing one show and one tournament, it's between Papa and Indus. I would do both, depending on the time. And what about Expo? You do all three? Yeah, probably. Why not? Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our special guest, future American Martin Robbins here on Pinball Profile. (laughs) Why not? I'd live there. You know what? In Canada, I really do feel like we we certainly are distinct, but there are a lot of similarities between Canadians and Americans. So it's not like going to a totally different country for me every time I'm in the States. Yeah. And I kind of feel that as well when I go over to America. There is some similarities with Australia. I mean, we we sort of really embraced the the North American culture, you know, probably in the in the eighties. So we are heavily influenced. I mean, Australia is you know a, a melting pot of cultures, always has been, and and proudly always will be. So it, it's like that. But even more so when I went to Toronto, did I say it right? Yes. And what you did is you didn't say. The last T. It's Toronto. That's, right. that's so Toronto. funny. Well, that's what that's what I heard when I was there. When I was when I was 
I was a tourist because I did the, you know, the hop on hop off bus. But Toronto is very much like Australia. That even more so than any of the cities that I've been into at North America, Toronto very much like Melbourne. I'm glad you had a good time there. And a lot of people who went to IFPA 15 also really enjoyed the greater Toronto area. So I will see you in a couple days in Texas with your big cowboy hat, right? <laughs> and big belt buckle, apparently. Is that what people wear? And 10 bottles of gin on that belt. Yeah, probably. All right, buddy. We will check you out in Texas. Have a lot of fun and see you in a couple days. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. And thank you for always having an amazing podcast. I'll right back at you. That's Martin Robbins from the 2019 Future Twippy award-winning podcast, Head to Head Pinball. This is just your humble pinball profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. And he said, oh, you come from a land down under. 